You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. You people played so much here. Help me ask your neighbor, how are you? How are you? How are you? Let me ask them, my brother, is your name in the book of life? <laughs> Just check in. We'll send a link after the service. Sam, can I stand forward or back? Because I'm not going to get back. I'm not fine. Can you see how close this is? Better? I can then get excited. I just, you know. <laughs> All right. Praise God. If the person sitting next to you is not your husband or wife, I don't want to give people unfair advantage. So look at somebody. Just tell them, look them dead straight in the eye. In the eye. Look at them. It doesn't matter if they're wearing dark shades instead of dark room. Look them in the eye. And tell them, God loves you. God loves you. And tell them, in case no one, okay, tell the person that's not your wife. Without my wife, tell my wife that the pastor said to tell her. But look at them again and said, I love you too. I love you too. I don't know why I love you, but I love you too. I guess because God loves you. Why are you laughing like a teenager, Fulusha? <laughs> you are excited because you just said, God loves you. All right. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Um, thank everyone for making it to church this morning. Um, trust God that it's going to be a powerful time in his presence. All right, Caleb, I haven't downloaded my notes here, so if you can give me Wi-Fi, I will download them now. In the meanwhile, I will share <laughs> from Ephesians chapter 1. Um, Dede, can you give me Wi-Fi, please? I don't have my notes. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. I was so excited. I, I, notes all, I promise you I had my notes ready. Right? But, and I, I emailed them here. But I didn't doubt. But let me read Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 15. <sighs> Nawa. Nawa, Nawa. What kind of pastor goes up without downloading his notes? <laughs> Sweetheart, do you have Wi Fi? <laughs> this is interesting. Okay, but Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 15 says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and your love unto all the saints. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Um, and for someone this morning, just a quick encouragement that you, someone needs to hear of your faith. That while we would say that your walk with God is personal, your faith is not meant to be personal or secret. All right? Um, and, and God does ask us to publicize our faith, all right? And, and that is my, it's, it's the first chat. I mean, so what having happens when I prepare for service, I would have one scripture in my heart, and I have that scripture in my heart this morning for someone. In fact, the second thing I had was that for someone, this whole service is a healing service. And I'm not talking about healing directly, but... I, I do sense that this whole service is a healing service. Um, and so, as we would share from God's word this morning, there will be different things that will come to you. For someone, it will be a prompt to send someone a message. Uh, whatever it is, I want you to respond to God, to trust God, 
Um, and and would, would, it would be fine in Jesus' name. Amen. I still don't have my notes. So if you give me my phone, my iPhone from my, the first drawer of my desk, I will preach using my iPhone. What do you have? You have Wi-Fi. Okay. What's the, what's the password to your Wi-Fi? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Okay, wait, wait. I got Wi-Fi. I got, somebody's giving me Wi-Fi. I can see. It's free Wi-Fi, guys. Log in. <laughs> Log in. It's... it's the note is. Do you have this person's giving me Wi-Fi? Do you have credit on your Wi-Fi? <laughs> All right, but today I'm going to speak about continue the discussion. I've just put the message. I, I wrote it. Continue the discussion about the pilgrim, um, the path of a pilgrim. And I said last week. Oh, I didn't. I, I don't have to say what I said last week. Okay, you saw what I said last week. All right. <laughs> um, and one of the things that we would have to discuss as we charge people onto maturity is the fact that <laughs> there are certain things. So Hebrews chapter 5 would say that we would have to move on from certain um, understanding. So I'll read that to your hearing from Hebrews chapter 5 uh, and from verse 12. It says, for when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need of one to teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracle of God, and I become such as have need for milk and not of strong meat. Verse 13, for everyone who uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he's a babe. Let me ask the person next to you, are you a babe? Are you a babe? He said, but strong meat belongs to them who are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercise to discern between both good and evil. Then in verse 6 or chapter 6 and verse 1 says, therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us move on to perfection not laying again. He's saying look we should, have, we should know these things by now. The foundation of repentance from dead works of faith towards God. The doctrines of baptism laying on of hands the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. Verse 3, and this we will do if God permits. All right. So I want us to talk about heaven. Have you ever been to heaven? Any of you? When I was growing up, still growing up, still young man, but when I was really growing up, we used to have these stories about people who went to heaven and came back. If there's any of you in the service today, would you please see Caleb so we can take your test? But, but think about what happens when you're going on a, a really long trip. Um, one of the things you will do is that you would try to, so you're planning a vacation. Hope, you know, like you want to go outside Nigeria. Where, where do you want to go for vacation to in? Hawaii. But they wear short, short things in Hawaii. <laughs> Okay, Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. I see it on TV. It's very... Okay. Um, what, to, um, Pastor Tokwe, where do you want to go for a vacation? <laughs> Not when, where. Yes. Benin. Huh? Singapore. Okay. Okay. So, you, you want to go there, and one of the things you will do as you prepare for that trip is that you will check... Hey, what's the weather like? 
right? I assure you, in this room today, are people who have been told about the weather of a place they were going to, paid no attention to that, and landed in winter in London with t-shirt and jeans. In fact, not so long ago, uh, we went to, I think it was Nairobi, yeah? It was cold. And I knew that Folusha was coming to Nairobi too. So I sent her a message. It's documented. Folusha is cold here. Folusha, I think she was boasting. Ah, I went abroad before. What is cold to me? <laughs> and stubbornly, Folusha goes there with uh, what her t-shirts and all that stuff. <laughs> and of course, it has to deal with the cold. But what happens is that you say... What do I have to pack? There's some times I'm traveling, I know I don't need a winter jacket. Because, you know, your winter jacket takes space. We Nigerians need space. <laughs> okay. And sometimes you say, what are we going to do when we get there? So they say it's Demi Lades, uh, uh, the 30th or 40th. It's, <laughs> it's looking at me like, P.I., don't cast me. Okay, it's Demi Lades 50th. We're going to do three things when we get there. There's a pool party on Friday, Christian pool party on Friday. Singing worship songs, fully clad. (laughs) Holy Spirit. On Saturday, black tie event. And then Sunday, Thanksgiving service by the mountain. So you know that for that Friday... You have to pack something that you can wear as a Christian to a pool party. You know that for Saturday, you have to wear your tux, the black tie, you know. And then Sunday, you have to wear something that you will take to church. Pilgrims have to constantly remember where they are going to. So... They don't just pack for where you are. When you are in the middle of a journey, you're not just packing for where you are. So the guy who is driving through the streets of Lekki with a winter jacket in his bag, in the boot, is not carrying that because of Lagos. In fact, some of us do it sometimes. We wear winter jackets in Lagos. That's because, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they told you it was expensive. You've seen them do it on TV, you know. Or maybe you want to shoot a music video or something. Hebrews 11, verses 9 to 10. The Bible says, By faith he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, which builder, whose builder and maker is God. In fact, when you come to verse 13, and that scripture talks about Abraham, it says, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. 
And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better. That is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Church, time is only a segment in the journey of life. Time is only a segment in the journey of life. Because time goes by very, very quickly. Most of us can't remember our first five years or so. But you can remember when you were ten-ish. You can remember when you were 15. And then next thing you know, 20. 21, big party. Or party, whatever. Then 25, my God. I'm getting older. 30. And then what then happens after is the speed. It's like there's a race. January, because I can still remember us singing, just doing Merry Christmas a couple of days ago, and we are already. This is what May, be May is almost finished, so we are in June. Well, it's middle of the month. Talk, Pastor Talk will soon send me Happy New Month. <laughs> oh, she, oh, Pastor Talk doesn't joke with, joke with the turning of the month. She don't sleep into it. She doesn't sleep into every. I know that. Okay, let me just sorry, Talk just. <laughs> But time goes by very quickly. I know some of you are holding on to your 18. I'm I'm 18. You are not 18 anymore. Check it. Felicia has been struggling. I'm 30-something. You are not 30-something, sweetheart. You're almost 40. (laughs) Tell the person next to you, you're green. You're green. You're green. You're green. And one day, (laughs) good news, Falabi, you will soon be 70. Let's see you wear these tight jeans and sneakers. Let's see it. <laughs> if it's not Agbada, you begin to lead worship at that age. But time goes by. But so, so what happens after all this time is over? Because trust me, we, we, I've seen my parents. My parents are, I think, almost approaching 70. And I'm like, oh my goodness. My, I knew my father when he was like really young. Things will move on. When we accept Jesus into our lives, we receive eternal life. When we accept Jesus into our lives, we receive eternal life. Help me ask the person next to you, have you received Jesus? Have you, this actually like a prophet, ask them serious. doesn't matter whether they inquire, have you received Jesus? Hmm? And that eternal life, we will, it's not a promise in the future. It is the life of God. And we receive it now. And so we would express that life both in time and in eternity. I mean, this world as we know it will not always be like this. This world will end. Even Game of Thrones is ending. <laughs> Tonight. 
Death, death is not just the end of physical life as we know it. And if there's anyone here who has lost someone, someone has left the earth in recent times, our, our hearts are with you. Our hearts are with you. Because th- that is a very rude shock. He's here today. He's no longer here tomorrow. Sometimes he's owing you money. Who will you collect the money from? You know, you are conflicted. She's here today. She's no longer here tomorrow. And you had spent a lot of money. You're, you miss her. That's not why. It's not about the money. But you miss her. You're going to get married. But she's gone. So you have to start all over again. Every time I talk about death, my wife looks at me uh, in a mix about anger and warning. But death actually is separation from God. So he says to man, if you do this, you will die. Man does it. Man continues to live as we know it, but there is death already. Romans 5 says, death entered into the world. So that is actually separation from God. So I said to people, guys, when we think of things like hell, that while there is that experience in the future, the real issue is what's happening now. For some people, hell starts in the soul already. That experience of continued separation from God. The Bible says the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 18 to 19, he who believes in him, Jesus, is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation. The light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And so when we say share the gospel, talk about your faith, guys, there's an urgency around it. Do not let his Kaftan deceive you. He can have the loveliest kaftan in the world. This perfume that you have not smelled before. G-Wagon. Red leather seats. She has the latest wig. Cambodian or whatever it is. The makeup was done. In fact, the makeup artist flew in. From Switzerland this morning to make her makeup before she came to church. Dear, you're looking nice. What is the state of their soul, sir? Sometimes when we are talking with children or younger ones, like children, sometimes when you say, when they say, Can I do this? You're like, No, you can't do this now because what really matters is not this. Yeah? Sometimes I'm talking to the kids, you can't watch TV. On the week when you have exams, like oh, I'm off to watch TV. You don't, lo-. you know, they make the fair. You don't love me. I don't love you. You're not watching TV. Yes, that's it. But you know, God doesn't delight in anyone's destruction. In fact, Second Peter three nine, the Bible says that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Nobody, nobody. God does not. 
there's no plan that anyone, he doesn't delight in any man's destruction. We receive eternal life. And with eternal life, we also receive a promise that Christ is coming back again. Uh, let me tell, this is a good one. Let me tell them. Tell them. Tell someone next. Tell them, like, Christ, Jesus is coming back again. He's coming back again. Because sometimes we forget, or sometimes we haven't heard, but it's true. He's coming back again. Scripture, and I think we'll read out a scripture very quickly talks about something called the rapture. The real end game. <laughs> the return of our king. And I've told you guys before, I hope it happens while I'm alive. On this earth. Because I, I you know, I, I used to say how I wanted to be able to go, you know, hear the trumpet, take one less selfie. As we're going up and post on Instagram. Who told you? <laughs> and if you are reading this, <laughs> like, I worry that's such an act of wickedness. Then I just review it. That oh boy, that oh boy, that oh boy, watch him, watch him. <laughs> I'm going to heaven. <laughs> that Christians are called to look forward to the rapture. It's an amazing experience, guys. And I've been to, you know, sometimes you, you go to all sorts of nice places. And it's either the music or the technology or the lights or the art or the culture that just takes your breath away. What God promises in the period after life on the earth is nothing compared to what we have ever experienced before. as Christians, we must keep heaven on our minds. We must keep heaven on our minds. Because I, I, know, I know parents who sometimes, I know one, in fact, I know one's parents, and it's not me, because my children are here, so it's not, it's not me. I know one set of parents who are planning a trip for their children next month and have not told the children. Because, according to the model, if we tell them, number one, they will tell everybody. We're going to London tomorrow. London. Do you know London? We're going on British Airways. Our seat number is 41A, 41B. <laughs> your mother, you know, children now, they don't have chill. You know, those days, before you say, we are going, your mother looks at you. Now, there's, we're, look, we're going to London tomorrow. Mom, why are you looking at me like that? We're going, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to London. We're going to stay in Cromwell Road with Auntie Kemi. You can come and see us. Don't you want to come with us? Mommy, let them come with us. The excitement of the journey. Don't you know that feeling on the day before your leave starts? Ah, you are smiling around the office. <laughs> Hello, how are you? This company is great. <laughs> they don't know you're not coming back on Monday. <laughs> and as you step out, I am free. It's just three weeks, you'll be back. But that heaven must be on our minds like that. Some of you, you have your wedding day. You have, you have entered your wedding day already. 
You've entered it. You've even tasted the small chops on the day. You've tasted it in your spirit. You know the color of the bridesmaid's shoes. I'm married already. I can't do that more. But now I'm planning my children's wedding. And when the first one, white Agbada. I'm not, ah, to the wedding. I got it. <laughs> ah, no, 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 no I, have, I have that one. No, no, let me not even die. But, ah, no, I was even thinking about it a couple of days. The first wedding. <laughs> I was thinking of, you know that dance, that the father's dance? I know I don't like it, but my first daughter's one, I'm going like that. <laughs> All right, let, but, but it's the excitement of what lies ahead of us. Christians who will grow in God, who will mature, must keep this on their mind. If you said to me, Idris, would you please attend, have lunch with me on Wednesday? If I booked a flight to London tomorrow, I said, oh, I'm really sorry, Felicia. I would love to hang out with you, but ah, you know, I won't be here. Because I'm humble, I wouldn't want to pressure you and tell you where I'm going. He says, I won't be in town. You know, I say, ah, why not? He says, okay, it's okay. I'm going to be in London. I say, ah, London. I've heard of that place. He says, yes, that's where I'm going to be. I can text you. What appointments in time are you refusing because you are going to heaven soon? That we must read about heaven. That we must sing songs about heaven. That we must constantly remind ourselves about our eternal destiny. Paul says when he compares in Philippians chapter 1. You read verse 21 to 24. It says, for me to live is Christ. To die is gain. I, and I assure you, there are not a lot of Christians who like that conversation. Who can say it boldly? I mean, I can just imagine going around the house, declaring, to die is gain, to die is gain. I'm sure sweetheart would have called Pastor Godman by that. Pastor, he's saying something. Some <laughs> but if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. Yet what should I choose? For I'm hard-pressed between the two. He's saying, I don't know. Should I go now? Should I stay? (laughs) Paul said, what was coming was gainful. He says, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Which is far better. One of the amazing things that we have to deal with on the earth is the shadow that the fallen nature of man casts on our world. My daughter has recently become enamored with saving the world, saving nature. So when we're driving in traffic, and she sees a big truck just, you know, blasting out smoke, oh, look at smoke! I encourage, smile, shake my head inside. So you don't know half of it. (laughs) But where we are going is better. Last week I said to myself that there are Christians with incomplete hope. I'll tell you what that means. 
Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 19, that if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. Because this world cannot deliver, as it is in this form in time, cannot deliver the fullness of God's promises to a Christian. There are things that we will see a, a part. He says, we know in parts. He says, but when he comes, that there are certain levels of perfection that we will come into at that time. Let me tap the person next to you. Tell them, are you going to heaven? Are you going to heaven? Tell them, I'm planning to go to heaven. Okay, but I, I just, I would like to see you there. I would like to see you there. All right. I'd like to see you there. Christians with incomplete hope. The resurrection from the dead is a fundamental doctrine of our Christian faith. I read out of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Um, I think, yeah, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He says, behold, I tell you a mystery. And it's amazing how we only read these verses at funerals. We only, so it's when someone has died. Then we bring out the scripture. I say, don't worry, they've gone to a better place. And it is true. It is true. But why is it that we who are alive do not remind ourselves of the truth? Sometimes you are in traffic, but because you know that tomorrow you will not be here. You just smile. In fact, I know a person, whenever they travel from Lagos, when they are calling, they say, is it raining? It's raining and there's traffic, eh? Uh, they're happy. How is the fact that we are going to heaven, how does it influence your life now? 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is a long read. Um, verse 51. But behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound. And the dead will be raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. Next verse, please. Come on, guys. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. 55. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, hate, where is your victory? A Christian should not be afraid of death. A Christian should not be afraid of death. Because sometimes we have been any small thing, yeah? The devil... The devil... You will die. And, and I keep on saying, guys, just tell him I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. The life that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I've, that has happened already. 
No, they will, they will shoot you. You will die. You will die. And for some reason, the only reference I find in my head, and this is wrong, right? Not, uh, is the, there's a fella song, right? Radical, right, you would know it. <laughs> Why do you guys always deny these people? I was telling them on Wednesday. You know, fella, there's a song now that we're afraid of dying. Thank hey, God. All right. <laughs> huh? They're English. There's a fella song. <laughs> okay, everybody, see Joko afterwards. She has the lyrics to that fella song. But, but quick one. What happens? So who is going to heaven? And, and what is this? What is the basis? People get saved, yes. Eternal life received, yes. Tick. Do we need to know worship songs? Uh, we're, not, we're not sure. He said, okay, but PI, this one is important. What happens to Christians who have been sinning? He says, because PI, I know I'm going to heaven, but there's this guy, Femi. He comes to life when once in a quarter. Even though he's coming to life point, Pierre is suspicious. In fact, Pierre, we're, one day we were worshipping. As we were worshipping, he sat down and then weed fell from his pocket in church. Pierre, is that guy going to heaven? <sighs> okay. So, one of the things I'll say, let's start from there, is that in Christ Jesus... We have received forgiveness for all sin, for all men. The Bible says in 1 John 1 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that God says to us, We have access to come before him to obtain the mercy. Find grace to help in the time of need. That a Christian should never really get to the place where they are bogged down by sin. Where they are, there's so much that is unresolved between them and God. In fact, what happens, and one of the ways you know that you are, is that when you sin, your conscience shakes you. That is why some of you, some of us, get back from certain places and we don't feel too good. And you shouldn't feel too good. You say a lie, a big lie. I'm five minutes away, just wait. And then your heart pricks you immediately. That there is forgiveness in God. I think it was the first, we, on the Wednesdays, we've been teaching about grace. Last Wednesday, grace and truth. I think this Wednesday, we'll talk about the gift of righteousness. That you must come to the place where the devil cannot and does not hold you over anything that has happened in your life. When we receive grace, we receive the forgiveness of our sins and a prompting, a willingness and the ability 
to do right by God. In fact, when we are faced, church, with Christians who are overtaken in sin, we must make sure that their restoration is priority in our minds. So what do you do when you hear But that brother committed fraud in his office. Ah! How much was it? Two million dollars. Ah, that boy doesn't have the fear of God. Two million. And if I told you, you were right not to allow him pass the audition to the choir. Ah! And I sat, I sat with him one day in church. Beside, I hope God will not judge me. Ah! Delete his number. Block him. And he comes to church. What, what worries me is that, I don't, is it that people in church cannot see him, that he's a sinner? Ah, no, this is terrible. Or even better still, hmm, let's say you're coming back at night. Maybe you went for vigil. Right. Now you pass Martins, just for sake of example. In front of Quillox. And what is coming out of their hand, the smoke that is coming out from their hand. You know it's not glory. <laughs> it's not even the junior ones. This looks like real thick stuff. Then they have some popped bottles. Oh my God, Martins. Ah! Whew. What is going to hell? <laughs> I mean, what, what come, our priority, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 1. It says, if any of you is overtaken by a fault, by a sin, it says those of you who are more spiritual should restore such a one in the spirit of meekness or gentleness, considering yourself. Because what happens when you get into that place of pride? How could she? How could he? Ah! And he's, he has been coming to church. He was even there when they taught maturity series. She got pregnant. Oh my God. As when you made pregnant, really? Nine months pregnant. Ah! Ah! In fact, I believe strongly that some of us will be very surprised on Judgment Day. Some of your joy, if you don't fix it now, might be a bit tampered with. No, what's Tunji doing here? <laughs> what's he, no, no, what's he doing here? Did I say, cool down? He said, no, he cannot be here. <laughs> Maybe you are not the one who should be there. When you read through the book of Revelations, and, I, and interestingly, there are not a lot of us who read Revelations. That's the book of the Bible you keep until you think maybe when I'm older. <laughs> so why you want to tension? Why do you want to tension yourself? All this leave me in Galatians or John. So the beasts, seven horns. Said so, no, I can't do that now. Not not with Lagos traffic. I can't handle that. But when you read through the book of Revelations, Jesus offers continuous grace, ten warnings. Correction, mercy, and encouragement to the churches. To none of the churches does he say, Ah, the church in Sardis, you are finished. 
I just want you guys to know in advance, when you get to heaven, I'll be waiting for you there. You think I gave you the blood, the Holy Spirit, the gift of righteousness, anointing, Bible, a pastor like P.I.? And then you guys are doing anyhow. Sometimes the service, I give you prophecy. None of the churches does he speak to like that. He offers continuous hope until the end. I wonder sometimes, what would he say to the church in Lagos? To the church in Lagos, writes, the way you are driving in traffic. (laughs) What would he say to us, church? I mean, we all know what we would like him to say to the church in Lagos. Ah, Demilady, I know you have some choice words. Samuel, I know you would put in one or two lines. Pastor Tokwe, I trust you. You're a revivalist. You were waiting for Bonaboy 2 a.m. I called for VG. You did not show up. What would he say to us, church? What would he say to Toyin? One day I'm going to talk about this because I don't think you hear God enough. Some of us cannot bear the thought of God telling us well done. We're still so in that religious place where we have not been able to process the fact that God will be happy with us. If you cannot still process it, that God is happy when he thinks of you. Because, and and that is that whole religious doctrine of righteousness of works. In fact, when I teach on Wednesday, we're going to talk about it. The gift of right, how do you use that gift? Because when you think, and, and, and I think, I think, um, the God experience was such a powerful one. Let's celebrate Fumilayo. Thank you so much. Because sometimes, church, we, we, think of, we think of God based on what our fathers had done. And I know that I'm, I'm an okay father, guys, father back, my children. But God is better than me. My daughter said, yes, God lets us watch TV at night. (laughs) But do you think that God is happy with you? Do you think when God thinks of you, his his heart is filled with joy? (laughs) Or when you say God, when you think, ah, I heard God is laughing over me, they think it's like wicked laughter. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) I will show you kind of laughter. I need to put this together. Let me ask the person next to you, are you going to heaven? Are you going to heaven? Are you going to heaven? Guys, if you know anybody who is living recklessly, bring them to church. Anybody who is sad, broken-hearted, broke, depressed, jobless, Bring them to church. Anybody who is insulting God, they write stuff on social media, invite them to church, guys. Because we keep saying to the, I mean, I keep saying with the leaders, a hospital must never signal to those who are sick that you are not welcome here. Otherwise, it ceases to be a hospital. So, church, we must have. We should stand on the roads on Sunday morning and be shouting, fraudsters, 
Yahoo, Yahoo, boys. Come to life point. Someone rolled their eyes just as in, no. That's what you're bringing. I'm not coming here. Wait, we know you. Prostitutes. So I always knew this how this church was going to end up. But I'm just... Because that's what the hospital is. Is it because your case is not public? That's why you're forming. So the hospital is welcoming to sick people, but a hospital where people don't get better is also challenging. So when they come here, maybe for the first two weeks, she can still wear that her micro mini skirts. That she uses at night. And I talk about Dick Paul. Dick Paul, you cannot sit there. You're not counseling her. Dick Paul, come this way. <laughs> Dick Paul, you're not hearing me. Come this way. Come here. But then the word of God, the love of God, begins to do a work in her life. And then she, sh- someone tells her in the service, I love you. And she's like, I don't understand. Nobody's ever told me that before. And then someone gives her a Bible. Someone gives her a hug. She comes the next Sunday. And the length of your skirt is not a measure of your spirituality, guys. It's not. All the one I've been saying is you didn't hear this. (laughs) We we need to write a letter to the church in Lagos. (laughs) I don't understand. Oh, Holy Spirit. But change happens. We say we had the boy has been sleeping. He slept with 15 girls. The body count, we can't count it anymore. Bring him to church. We're not called, we're not, nobody judges. But we correct. We call him to the corner. Chine, that boy I saw you with is a rascal. Don't go out with him again. Say, ah, Pia, why now? It's Igbo. You know, I like God promised me an Igbo gentleman. And <laughs> uh, look, 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 look in the church. We correct. A church where they don't correct you. Christian friends who don't correct you. Ask them. Talk to them. Pastor, what is he? Don't you like me? There's a practice of sin that repudiates the grace of God and intentionally rejects the love and the grace of God. Paul will say that people get here. He says that they have their hearts. He says their hearts is as if it has been seared with hot iron. They've been saved, but they've then got into the place where they are unresponsive to grace. Where they have, they have willingly put themselves in a place where they reject mercy continually, practicing from the depths of their heart. It is very hard to get there. But some people get there. He would say in 1 Timothy 4, 1 to 3, that in the latter days, some will depart from the faith. In 1 Timothy, 9, 1 Timothy 1, 19, he would say about certain people, he said they had made a shipwreck of their faith. They've abandoned the faith. They refused to take a stand for God. Guys, there is joy in the righteousness that comes by the grace of God. 
let's stop this narrative that says pleasing God is painful, dull, life draining. We must tell stories of people who honor God because narratives are powerful. Let's stop being brainwashed by narratives that do not honor God, guys. Look, I don't live the fanciest life, but my life is not boring by any means. Oh, there's work in progress in this life, but I am grateful that I'm a Christian. I have not gone to a club in I don't know how long, because my wife doesn't like to go out at night like that. Once it's 12 o'clock, let's go. Otherwise, I can be staying late sometimes, but no, she doesn't let us stay. But guys, I find joy in other things. Sometimes Christians, and I'm going to go back to this landers now. If you continue in a path of life that doesn't please God, the truth is that Sometimes that just opens us up to attacks of the devil. Because God in his mercy will guide you. He will try to keep you. But there's a hedge that sometimes you would break. Oh, guys, there are times when God, by his strength, by himself, would chasten you. He would correct you. Hebrews 12, 7, if you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. He would correct you. Adara, it's not like that. You can't do that. You are a child of God. You say, hey, so I didn't know. You say, yes, you don't do that. And they say, Father, I repent. I'm sorry. It's interesting that God sees and he reckons with the motives of our hearts while men judge our actions. Do I have heaven on my mind. Am I singing of heaven? Am I dreaming of it? I know the places I want to go to for my next vacation. On the earth, I know. There's a list. There's one we went to last year. I want to go back there again. Because my wife and the other people did not finish shopping. So they're going back. And the place is far. So you didn't see people in... Nigerians on the road. Ah, you are here, you are here. No, didn't do that. We're very far. There are some other places. I want to go to Hong Kong with the family. We're going back to Singapore. Uh, where's the other places we're going to? There are all those places in Europe. I used to do fine, fine pictures. And people would be posting and posting on Instagram. We're going there. We put on Instagram too. How God is alive. <laughs> but guys, I must tell you also. I am also going to heaven. I am also going to heaven. First class ticket. First class. Guys, I don't believe that people who have lived in Lagos should miss rapture. I'm telling you the truth. No, no. I, and I'm, and it, see, it sounds funny, but it is the truth. If you've lived in Lagos, Nigeria, maybe if you've lived in like Washington, D.C., people have light, you have water, police, all those things. It's okay. You can have that. But if you've lived in Lagos, I beg you. Come with us to heaven. You've been harassed enough. <laughs> no, Lagos is getting better, but no, seriously. Tell the person next to you, tell them, come with us to heaven. Come with us to heaven. <sighs> it is what happens after the rapture. I don't have the full brief. Oh. 
People say all sorts. There are, there are some people tell you, we're just going to get up in the morning, we will worship till night. Night again. If there's no night, we'll just be worshiping. Worship. <laughs> Don't want them to be doing here. I say yes. From morning till night. Yeah, that sounds a bit. I say, look, guys. Some people say that there's the establishment of God's kingdom on the earth that will come back. Hey, I'm all for it. But we understand that there is a level of perfection that is still coming where there will be no more tears, no more sorrow, no more sickness. Where the God of this world, as the scripture calls it, will no longer be able to exert over the lot of the righteous. Scripture points to the fact that we will receive rewards in eternity. Romans 14, 12 says, so then each of us will give account of himself. 2 Corinthians 5, 10 says, for we, I read the Amplified, believers will be called to account and all shall appear before the judgment seat of God. 1 Corinthians 3, 8. Every man will receive his own reward according to his own labor. When Jesus was around, he teaches about the fact that we can deliberately lay up treasure in heaven. He says, do not store for yourselves riches where mott and, 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 and thieves, where thieves break in and steal. He says, but lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven. When you read First Timothy chapter 6, Paul begins to talk about the use of wealth. He says, one those who are rich in this world. He says that they be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time that is to come. That there's kindness here. There's obedience there. This thing, guys, is not a fairy tale. It's amazing how Sometimes we are so steeped in the reality of what we know is fictional. Game of Thrones, Avengers. We talk about how can they, how can they do it? How? Give me the name of the character again. Game of Thrones. Huh? Game of Thrones. Give me a Game of Thrones. For, well, I need to get some of your Game of Thrones. Huh? Johnson. John Snow. Uh, talk about your saying, John, so if you know you don't watch Game of Thrones now. Why are you, why are you trying to form a monk? She does she watch Game of Thrones. This is the way you repented. <laughs> John Snow. John Snow was just going. Can you see? But there's one that kills somebody. Sorry to spoil it for the rest of you. Uh, hey. uh, hi, higher. Higher. Yes, they kill some. How can they do it? I wake up in the morning, suck on social media. I kind of, I kind of know. I'm not even watching warm. I know. I'm even feeling for the person they killed. Oh my God, the 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 the, the, the night king or whatever. He's gone. Oh my goodness. Woo! Ah! He tried though. He really lived long. <laughs> and sometimes I think what we do is we go and hide from the reality of life, from the pain. And the challenges of life. We'll go and hide. It's like a child with toys. Or a baby with a teddy. And she says, this one is Joseph and that one is John. And you're like, they don't have names. They have names. And we're adults, but we have our toys. In fact, we would gladly accept that reality. But when we say God is coming back, Jesus is coming back. I, say, I, don't, I don't think so. But 
It's one of the reasons why we would keep on sharing and supporting the spread of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's one of the reasons why we make bold to serve God in this time. For everyone who serves in this house, outside, there are rewards. And sometimes those rewards are immediate. You can see it, the transformation of life, the smile on someone's face. The peace that you feel within. Anyone who spends one second for the sake of the gospel. Anyone who works, who tries to get things together for the local churches to run wherever you are. There are rewards. Who holds the door? Who says they should pack the cars here? Who preaches the word? There are rewards. There are rewards. So, but Pierre, I don't like crowns because crowns will, it will just damage my wig. Guys, what God tries to do so often is to paint pictures with the things that we know. So we talk about crowns, we talk about streets of gold. But I assure you that if it's God that I know and I serve, the life that is to come is nothing compared to anything that we've ever seen. We will travel out of this country, sometimes our breath is taken away, we'll go, my goodness, is it human beings that did this? Yes, it is. But I promise you that when we will stand before God, it will be so much awe because what men could not do, what science could not discover, and it's more than things and experiences. It's about love. It's about wholeness. It says, is this, if it's only in this life that we have hope in God, then it says, of all men, we are most miserable. Because there is joy that's supposed to come. You should wake up on some morning and say, you say, my goodness, I know, open Google Maps, red all the way. I say, but God, thank you. I know my redeemer lives. I know he's coming back for me. I know that one day I will not be held up by traffic. I will not wait for taxify. Some of us need to start looking forward to reunions with those who have slept in the Lord. You've lost a brother, a sister, a father, a mother, a grandma, uncle, something. tap the person next to you, tell them it is well with you. Tell them God loves you so much. He loves you more than Amaka. In fact, he loves you more than I love you. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.